0: Hey guys, and welcome to Is It Just Me? The safe space podcast where we discuss being human and connect over stuff that makes us feel alone. Every episode will tackle validating the human experience to show you just how awesome, sane, and not alone you really are. My name is Kaylin West. All right, let's do this thing. (laughs) Oh hello again my friends welcome back to my show i just have to be super honest with you that this is my third time recording this because (laughs) i'm an idiot and uh, i did not check the sound settings to make sure that the recording was going through my microphone and so i've been going why does the sound quality of this sound absolutely terrible Like, this was an expensive microphone, so why the hell does it sound so bad? And I only just figured out after recording it twice that it's because I hadn't selected the microphone, so it was not using it to record. So dumb. So anyway, here we are, third time's the charm. What a wonderful lesson that I'm learning today. Pay attention to the details, guys, because they matter. (laughs) Anyway, today is an absolutely beautiful day. The weather has been so sporadic over here. Like, it was gorgeous last week. I was able to, like, do my workout classes outside in the sunshine. And then, bam, for, like, two, three days, it was, like, gloomy and rainy. And it even snowed a little bit. Which, I mean, that's Utah for you. Also, yeah, I don't know if I told you guys. I'm in Utah. Spending quarantine in the lovely mountainous regions of Utah. Uh, It is... It's actually really nice. I truly did not think I was ever going to spend this much time in my home state ever again. And um, what? I think I'm on my five-week stint now. Like, it's been five weeks at least. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that's been kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Things are very much roller coaster uh, Every day is completely different. But uh, like I just said to my surprise, I'm finding that I'm kind of getting used to the state of things. Uh, I'm really enjoying the downtime and soaking up the quiet and appreciating the space. Uh, it's been such a gift and of course I want things to go back to normal, but I think that our old normal is gone and so we're going to have to rediscover what the new normal is moving forward. And that could be perceived, uh, by many people as like a bad and scary thing. The unknown is really frightening sometimes, but I am choosing to see it as exciting because, it is. It is this is a time for redefinition. This is a time for growth and for strengthening and recentering. It is a time for slowing down and for softening. These moments when the slate is wiped completely clean, we're left with a blank canvas and that means possibility. So, I don't know about you, but for me that feels very exciting. And speaking of exciting, guys, I am super excited to talk to you about today's topic. Not going to lie, did not think I was going to write about this. And then it just, like, happened. (laughs) So here we are, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I haven't even started yet, and I'm already, like, wiggling and smiling. Actually, no, that statement doesn't even (laughs) apply anymore because, yes, I've started three times, but each time it makes me wiggle and smile, so there you go guys you're getting a lot of truth from me today uh so okay today's topic it is something that most of us are probably familiar with it is something very special uh i'd say it's pretty damn ineffable which means it can't be put into words which will provide me with a very unique and delicious challenge today um It is the driving force behind countless movies and novels and songs. It is a pretty universal desire and it has been known to make human beings do some crazy things. That's right. Today we are going to talk about love. Love, 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 love. I love love. I do. Love is beautiful love is tragic love is colossal and it is profound and it is sweeping it is thrilling it is terrifying it is anguish it is everything it is me and it is you love is life most people want to be loved right Mm -hmm. they want to hold love they want to be in love they want to share love we feel absolutely electric when we feel love we feel mighty and we feel whole we feel confident human beings need and love feeling loved and we'll do quite a lot for the sake of feeling it now i am not here today to be anybody's love doctor nope i am not going to offer you dating advice sorry not going to talk about relationship stuff When I say that we're going to talk about love, what I mean is we are going to talk about the emotion. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about where love really comes from and how to feel more of it. So in the last couple of years, I have discovered a completely different way to think about love that has changed the game for me and honestly set me free in a lot of ways. I want to share that with you today. As I always promise These are but my humble human experiences, thoughts, and opinions, and you are more than welcome to take what resonates and cast the rest out the window. I will not be offended, I swear. My experiences are not your experiences, so please, do what you gotta do, man. But if you're, like, even a little bit curious about what I'm gonna say here, just, like, go with me, right? It's gonna be fun, I promise. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Is it just me... Or is love not where I thought it was? We are going to start with one of my favorite quotes. I first heard it in a gorgeous and delightful film, now turned Broadway musical, Moulin Rouge. If you haven't seen this movie, first of all, what rock have you been under? Go watch it. It is delightful and beautiful and Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman are just, they're amazing. So please just go watch it. Anyway, my favorite line from the whole movie originally comes from a song called Nature Boy recorded by Nat King Cole. That line goes, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Isn't that beautiful? The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. I think it's just about one of the most true things I've ever heard. And trust me, I'm very much learning how true a statement this uh, is as of late. (laughs) Learning to love and learning to be loved. Two very different things. I'd venture to say that the second is sometimes the more difficult of the two, but don't worry, we'll get to that in a minute. So what makes you feel the most loved? And what does love even feel like? I have thought about these questions a lot. And of course, I could totally jump down the route of telling you that I feel most loved when I'm in a loving and supportive relationship, right? Or when my partner shows their love for me, when my say, my family supports me and tells me that they love me, or when I do good at work and I receive praise or love because of it, etc. Yeah? And sure, these things make me feel very loved, but instead I'm going to get right to the good stuff and jump into a realization that I've been slowly peeling back over the last year. And let's just see if any of it rings true with you. So during my last relationship, I discovered something. We dated for almost two years and that time was very full of love, even up to and through the end of the relationship. I felt very loved by him and I felt a lot of love for him. But looking back I distinctly remember noticing that the moments in which I felt the most love, like actually felt the emotion of love in my body, felt it filling me up and spilling out, weren't necessarily in the moments when he was doing something to make that happen, but rather I was doing something to make it happen. Interesting. I noticed that I felt the most love and I felt The most loved, when I was feeling loving. When I was allowing my heart to feel love for someone else. When I allowed my heart to feel love for myself. Interesting. Cue the beginning of a major aha moment in my life. So if I keep looking back, hands down, one of my most memorable experiences with love was... when I spent a few days in a cabin in the woods by myself for my 30th birthday. Guys, it was amazing, honestly. I sat in a rocking chair with my coffee and my blanket and the silence and the trees and the sky. I had very intentionally taken that time for myself to make space and hold my own heart and hold my own soul and... One morning, I was sitting in that chair, and I was writing and thinking, and I just thought about my life, and I felt so much love. I remember that I became very suddenly overwhelmed, and I'm even starting to feel emotional talking about it again right now. But I will never, wow, I will never forget the way the sky looked. I was in awe. I cried, and I felt like I was going to burst. (laughs) In the most simple way, I just felt love for myself, for being all that I am. It is so difficult to explain what love feels like, but honestly, the best that I can come up with is true connection. Feeling connected, whole, and seen. This moment was pivotal for me. Because I began to understand that any love I feel comes from within me, not from outside of me. Now I'm sure that you've heard this somewhere, somewhere some when, some many times, but honestly, it is true. We must first love ourselves before we can love others. Yeah? You've heard it before. Yeah. Whenever I am in moments of struggling to love myself. I find that I am also struggling to love other people. And honestly, this concept goes for almost any human emotion, compassion, honesty, patience, etc. If we are struggling to give these things to ourselves, we are most likely also going to struggle to give them to other people, which is why the things that annoy us most in others are usually good indicators of what annoys us most about ourselves. Just saying. But hey, back to love. There's an added layer here. We only accept the kind of treatment we believe we deserve. We only accept the kind of love we believe we deserve. So if we believe we are unworthy of unconditional love, most likely we'll never accept or truly experience it, right? So then how could we possibly give it to others? The misconception is that love is something others give to us. That it comes from outside ourselves. We think we have to find it in other people, right? We think we have to do or be enough so that love will come to us. So we try to love others enough and be lovable enough as a way to get love. This is an outside-in approach to love. And my friends, it is incomplete. Outside in love will always be dependent on what someone else does or on what happens. Therefore, also making our worthiness of love dependent on those things. Well, I am here to tell you that you are worthy and deserving of love, period. With or without a partner. With or without anybody or anything else. You just are. It simply is. Love is what you are. You are love. It can never be taken away from you. It has always been and always will be a part of you. It must simply bloom from the inside out. Yeah? When I finally figured out that I felt the most love by simply letting myself feel the love that was already inside of me, wow, I finally understood that I could cultivate love at any time that I wanted and that it was strongest when it came from me. I felt like I had a superpower. I mean, love is a superpower. Love heals and it strengthens, it nourishes, it connects, it awakens, it teaches, it deepens, it grows, it evolves, it empowers, it emboldens, it brightens. To love is to be alive. Your love is alive because you are alive (laughs) and it's just like that famous song from 1965 that says what the world needs now is love sweet love go ahead roll your eyes call it cheesy and sappy I don't care because the fact of the matter is the world is in a lot of pain and what we need is love we always need love every single human being on this planet needs and deserves love we have been given a very unique opportunity to slow down, dig in, and find this love in ourselves so that we can go about spreading it around. Yeah? So let's take advantage of this opportunity. It's a gift. Now, <sighs> here's a little dose of reality. Okay, so just because we figure this out and we understand it, doesn't necessarily mean that thinking and operating this way suddenly becomes second nature and all of our problems are solved and we'll never not feel loved again. Uh, Unfortunately, sorry guys, but that is simply incorrect. Just like anything along the human journey, learning to love from the inside inside out is and will be a lifelong practice. You will always be working at this. Some days will be easier than others. Some relationships will be easier than others. It won't be perfect. So just let that go. Yeah? Okay. So a big aspect of this inside out versus outside in cycle of love predicament is other people. Obviously. The straight up truth is that we cannot control other people. Right? We cannot make them think, feel, or do anything. Only they can do that. You could be loving on someone so hard and you still might not get any reciprocated love back. And yeah, that is not a great feeling. But the important thing to remember before we let any perceived lack of getting love throw us down into the dumps is whatever emotions we feel, those are for us. Whatever emotions anyone else feels, those are for them. The emotions we give are the ones that we feel. The emotions we get are felt by those who are giving them. Does that make sense? Think about it. When someone else is loving you, they feel that love. You might, you know, witness it and appreciate it and feel your own emotions about it. But the love they feel for you is felt by them. And likewise, the love you feel for anyone else is felt by you. Love comes from the inside out. And once we are open from the inside out, once we can love from the inside out, then we can let love from the outside in. Sorry, guys. I've been stifling a burp for the last 20 seconds. (laughs) Oh, Oh, love shit like that. Okay. So... Were, were we? We were just at, oh, so if, so once we are open from the inside out, once we can love from the inside out, then we can let love from the outside in, right? Now, the reason that all of this knowledge becomes so important is because it allows us to take our power back. We have been trained to give all of our power away and things are changing, yes, but some of the outdated mental and emotional habits are still here. They're still there in your brain. We have to learn not to give other people the power or responsibility for making us feel loved and loving because only we can do that. Speaking of things that are within our power, let me just take you down a little hypothetical road and ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation where someone isn't loving you the way you want, so you start restricting the love that you show them as a clever means to punch them and hopefully getting them to miss and want your love and thus finally give you their love? Okay, hold on. We've all done it. It's okay. Compassion time. We're not here to judge anybody. We're all human and we are breaking old habits. But do you know what that is called? That's called manipulation. Manipulation. And the funny part is, as the one who's doing the manipulating, you're really the one who's being manipulated because you're the one who's suffering. You're the one who is withholding and stifling love. You're the one who is substituting a negative emotional response for what could be a positive one. Have you ever heard the saying, hating someone else is like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die? Well, guess what? Same goes for love only better loving someone else is like swallowing sunshine and expecting the other person to feel warm guys i'm so proud of that i just made that up patting myself on the back (laughs) when we choose to withhold our love because we feel we're not getting love we are the ones who suffer Honestly, even if that withholding works, even if the manipulative behavior gets someone to show you their love, you're still only going to feel it if you're feeling love on the inside. Whatever dose of satisfaction we get will only be as powerful as our depth and capacity for our own love. If our capacity for our own love is shallow, so too will be our capacity for anyone else's love. Make sense? And to be quite honest, most likely what you're actually going to be feeling is a false sense of renewed power and control because you successfully manipulated someone into doing what you wanted them to do. Yay! Again, it's okay. We're human. It's okay. No one is a bad person for doing these silly backward things. We're just human. We have wants and needs and we do a lot of weird stuff to make that happen. So it's okay. There's no need to crucify ourselves. We're just learning to understand and pay attention to what's actually happening so that we can take back our power of choice. Okay, so back on track. If we are always waiting to receive love from the outside, then we are putting all of the power in someone else's hands. And when the power to make us feel loved and lovable lies in someone's hands, in someone else's hands, we are allowing someone else's opinion and treatment of us to mean more for our worthiness than our own opinion and treatment of ourselves. And this is not at all to say that receiving love from another person isn't wonderful, because it is. It's so very wonderful, if we can receive it. Learning to be loved is a beautiful thing. It is a courageous thing. But that is very different than placing our capacity for love in someone else's hands. And the latter does a great disservice for our well-being. Interesting story. My family and I were watching the beloved Wizard of Oz movie uh, the other night. And uh, near the end of the movie, when Dorothy and her entourage finally meet the wizard, well, come back to him, he starts handing out these symbolic gifts, and he finally reaches the tin man, and he gives him a heart and says to him, a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. (laughs) My jaw dropped. My mom and I turned to each other wide-eyed, and I'm sorry for those of you who are dear Oz fans, but you guys, that statement is so wrong. Don't get me wrong, I still love the movie, still brings me a lot of joy, but man, that statement shocked me. And it's been a long while since I've seen the movie, and I guess I never clocked it before, but what an undeniable example of how much things have changed. And look, I get the sentiment, I get where thoughts like that are coming from, but in my humble, personal opinion, I think they're outdated, and I... I think that thoughts like that are destructive. And if these have been the messages fed into our brains since childhood, well, God, it's no wonder that this kind of internal redefining work is so goddamn tricky. So, pause. Let's piggyback off of last week's episode and cut ourselves some slack, yeah? If this understanding of love is hard to grasp or feels uncomfortable or it just doesn't make any sense... It's okay cut yourself some slack because we've been growing up in a world that's taught us to place our value in anyone else's hands but our own your heart your worth is not determined by how much other people love you and you yeah okay sure if you're a major asshole most likely people aren't going to like you that much and you maybe want to look at that asshole behavior but behind every asshole is most likely just a human being who needs some love right our love is inherent in our being we are not only lovable when we are being loved we are lovable because we are love Love is about what's inside of you. So one of my absolute favorite books of all time is called The Places That Scare You: A Guide to Fearlessness in Difficult Times by Pema Chodron. Please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that last name. This book helped me through well honestly one of the hardest years of my life and I've given it to many people as a gift. I refer back to it often. And if you so wish, please buy a copy and hold it close. In a nutshell, the book talks about softness. It talks about allowing ourselves to remain soft and open, even in the wake of pain. It talks about recognizing and staying present with our own darkness, with our humanity, so that we may recognize ourselves in others and lay down the barriers of fear and insecurity. It talks about compassion. So here's a quote. We can let the circumstances of our lives harden us so that we become increasingly resentful and afraid, or we can let them soften us and make us kinder and more open to what scares us. We always have this choice. I love that, and it is so very true. In the wake of any heartbreak or disappointment, I have always found myself faced with this exact choice. Will I let myself harden and form a shell to protect myself, hide myself from others who could potentially hurt me again, or do I allow myself to remain soft, open, optimistic, and loving? And I have to ask myself, what do I want to feel? What do I want to create? What do I want to live in and be? Because growing cold and hard does not punish those who have hurt us. It doesn't show them and it doesn't prove a point. It simply hardens us. If I harden, I am the one who feels hard. If I soften, I am the one who feels soft. No one else. What you feel is for you. You may share it if you wish, but what you feel is yours and yours alone. Honestly, it's a somewhat sad truth about the human condition that we can get so very close but never truly know one another. So the challenge becomes, can you allow yourself to feel and show your love and allow that to define you? Can you allow yourself to love others without any expectation of reciprocation? What other people do or don't do is not a reflection of your worthiness. It is a reflection of who they are. What you do is a reflection of who you are. So who are you? Where is your love? What are you doing with it? Who are you giving it to? Who are you keeping it from? What power are you giving away? What do you want to feel? Do you have the courage to love from the inside out and let your own beautiful love be enough? Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. That is more than enough for me today. I... I'm not going to lie. I really cannot wait until this social distancing quarantine business is all complete because I just want to give all of you a big, awesome hug right now. So I just want you to imagine that there is a giant, warm, powerful hug flying through the airwaves and smacking you in the body and face with a lot of love. That's from me to you. (laughs) <laughs> i hope this episode brightened or at least strengthened your day i'm sending you all of my love please take care of yourselves take care of each other i am here for you if anyone ever needs someone to talk to i know a lot of people are enduring this quarantine alone and that can be a lot Um, so I'm here for you. I can't remember if I've ever advertised my social media on here, but my Instagram handle is, uh, Miss Curly K. So at M-I-S-S-K-U-R-L-Y-K-A-Y. Uh, you can get in contact with me there and I mean it. I'm here for you. As always, please take what resonates, leave the rest, and remember that it is a marathon, not a sprint. You got this. Have a beautiful day, you guys. Bye.